Mickey Khaslavsky, thank you for joining me from Tel Aviv. How are you? Good. How's it going? Thank you for having me, brother. Uh, thank you for being your brother. What you've done over the last 10 days have been uh, utterly inspiring. Uh, I've been, uh, it's been exhilarating watching uh, this, this idea that just started with a, a message in our friends group that said, hey guys, we're, we're gathering a bunch of volunteers to do something for this war, some full stack engineers and product managers. I remember that, I remember that link because I think I was maybe a member number 20 something in this group, but that's, I'm gonna hold to that, that number for a long time because now it's, it's in the thousands. And uh, what you've done, I think in 10 days is, is really the, the essence uh, of what it is, uh, what is the startup nation and what is entrepreneurship and how you create an environment in which people all over the country come together. It's been really incredible um, watching it, and uh, and I'm so excited to tell the story from from your perspective as well as the impact that it's had and where we are today. So, Mickey, take me back to to the morning of October seventh. You know, what are what are, what are you doing sort of in life in in this morning, and then where does this hit you? What's happening? So, um, morning of October 7th, um, I was in bed, it was 6.30 a.m. Um, and we started hearing sirens uh, because of rockets flying pretty much over our heads in Tel Aviv. Um, at the beginning, uh, uh, we realized something is going on because, you know, chances of Tel Aviv being bombed uh, with that big of a surprise are low. So we uh, opened up, you know, the news and started pretty much following what's happening. It was, you know, clear. I got a video from a friend of mine in the south of Israel uh, with Hamas terrorists pretty much in his neighborhood with like a trank full of Kalachnikov uh, weapons, uh, shooting at, at, at pretty much everybody, including policemen and etc. And it was clear that something uh, uh, crazy uh, is going on. Uh, we didn't know how big is the scale of this massacre of these terrorists that, uh, uh, you know, pretty much went into Israel and started killing people. But, you know, in a few hours, we realized how big is this? You know, the rockets that were flying pretty much all over the country, uh, uh, the amount of uh, dead people, the stories that were st that started coming out from the party uh, um, in the south of Israel. And then you know, in that day, I also realized that a friend of mine uh, from school, um, at the beginning, we thought she was uh, taken hostage in Gaza. But then, uh, you know, a day later, we realized she was dead. She was killed uh, by a terrorist. So you know, it, it's, it's a real nightmare what happened on October 7th. I, I don't think there is other way to describe this as a as a Holocaust scenes, especially now when you're hearing the actual, the, the actual stories. And, you know, other than, than being called by the army and, and, and the military and the, the reserve duty, I realized pretty quickly on my Facebook feed, Twitter feed, Instagram, how many needs are occurring, are popping up from the field, uh, all the way from the citizens in, in the south of Israel to people who want to donate to uh, uh, um, tech people who want to volunteer. So there was like a lot of mass uh, uh, going on and I was trying to figure out what we can do about this. And what I started seeing over and over again is the need for tech support in different places, all the way from the military to 
uh, 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 citizens to volunteering groups to um, uh, any any possible way that you know tech can help automate stuff, uh, um, uh, upgrade some of the systems in place, uh, uh, build some systems that are needed but are not you know fully functioning, and etc. 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 So I said, okay, let's start a group. I know a lot of people I'm, you know, coming from the tech industry. I'll just gather everybody. I'll try to build a process where I can just connect, match this marketplace of one side of volunteers and from the other side, the needs uh, uh, from the field. We started uh, uh, on, on Sunday. So the, the attack was on Saturday. We started on Sunday. So I, I guess around, you know, 1 p.m. we had the first 20, 30 people. Um, and then, you know, we just started sharing this pretty much everywhere, but also started, uh, working, uh, um, or trying to work with, with official authorities to get all of this supply of volunteers into work. Uh, I think the first, uh, project that came off of, came up off of, off of this group was like a project that was gathering a lot of information of the missing people, uh, because there were a lot of. Uh, uh, missing personnel all the way from the party to people that were, you know, taken hostage and et cetera. So there was a lot of need in aggregating data into one API, uh, um, uh, doing uh, facial recognition, all these kind of technology to pretty much help everybody just understand where people are because there was a lot of mess in the south of Israel. And then from there, it just started exploding. Uh, we started with like two, three managers, what's so-called of this operation. Now we're almost 30. Um, all the way from people who are uh, um, um, doing the uh, uh, the authorization into the group because we want to make sure that no enemy uh, like uh, um, people are in the group uh, um, and are exposed to what we're doing. And on top of this, uh, uh, we're doing a lot of work in terms of matching between uh, um, you know the volunteers and the projects. So far, we did. Wow, I've, uh, hundreds of projects. It's extremely hard to track because some of them are just connecting, you know, software engineers to like a specific uh, organization that needs tech support uh, um, to helping, you know, kibbutz in the south of Israel that needed some IT work, like everything you can think about. And uh, now we're officially 1,500 people which is a lot of people. We started with just a few dozens. Now it's 1,500 people, and we're about to double this by merging with another organization that does the same. A lot of our work, by the way, is to try to clear uh, the communication and make sure that people are not working on the same thing uh, um, and there are no duplications because that happens a lot and people really want to help. But I've never seen in my life the amount of of urge from people to help and to, you know, do whatever they can do to help the, this country uh, uh, fight back. This is this is insane and so 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 much inspiring. It's it's crazy. Tell tell me a little bit about how that evolved. So that the this idea that okay we have we we have these needs that are coming up. They're they're coming up sporadically, I guess, throughout different different channels and different organizations. How do you explain what's happening here? You're you're experiencing you're, you're effectively becoming the platform for people to to be able to provide this help and support. As sort of the the person overseeing this platform, you you've seen it from the beginning. How how do you explain what happened here? 
So, you know, one of the hardest parts about building a process in a mass is that nothing is uh, uh, predictable. So the needs are changing constantly. So it was hard for us, even though it, it's been only 10 days, but it was pretty hard for us um, to figure out what's a process that would work. So we realized that a lot of the needs that are coming from the field are extremely hard to explain. So we have somebody that actually listens to anyone who wants to get volunteers and help uh, and get help with tech because some of them just are not techie, but they know they need some kind of automation. They know how to explain, you know, basics, but they don't know they don't know how to explain like uh, that they need a front end engineer or like a DevOps. They don't know what it means. So a lot of this, we have a person, uh, Omri, our friend, who's pretty much listening to each and every one of these people. Do you, re so you realize that there's a gap already that there's organizations that need some support, but they don't even know what to ask for, but they know that they need something, they need it urgently, and you need somebody who can under, who can sort of be this 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 matchmaker between what their needs are and then what what types of people do we need in order to fulfill that role. Exactly. And then you have this and then you have authorization. You need to make sure that you're you're doing all the uh, all the tracking and making sure that you have all the database written because when you want to connect somebody to a front end engineer, you need to make sure that you have an available front end engineer at any given moment that we can connect to. And then we have a whole process of working with like uh, we have Elon who's working with Gili. Gili's coming from uh, the IDF. I know her from the IDF uh, from Dovertal. She's connected to the you know the 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 formal. Uh, connections in, in, in the army and other places. We have Elon who's working with other organizations for partnerships. Uh, we have Peleg and Ben and Orit who are taking care of some of the ongoing processes. So we do have like a, an actual operation just to clear communication and make sure that we are actually connecting people as fast as possible and things are happening because what happened at the beginning is that I opened the group as like a chat group. So everybody can talk and you know, I need this and you need that. And I realized that very, very fast that people don't know how to explain what they need, that there's a lot of mass, tons of duplications. And if we don't manage the process properly, we won't be able to grow this into something meaningful uh, uh, because you need to make sure that people trust this channel as a channel to get volunteers, as a channel to connect with projects. So that was a lot of work. But, but again, you know, it's not, and, and it's not me, there's a whole operation here, a whole group of amazing people who are managing this, but a lot of the stuff are changing constantly. And that's the challenge. The challenge is that, you know, one day you need a lot of uh, help with Hasbara, one day you need uh, a lot of help with, uh, with uh, uh, you know, CRMs and stuff like this for like, for volunteers can find, you know, donations, like every day there's something new. And there are other projects, which I can't really, talk about but they they do a lot of impact pretty much all over the internet in terms of you know defending our citizens content wise there's there is a lot of work there um one thing that you can see is that it's pretty clear in a war there are many battlefields there is the battlefield you know on ground with food in the ground but there is the battlefield online which for every war we have a problem with every war there's lies um uh, uh, spread it all over the web uh, about how Israel behaves, where we are, what we do, what our values. And I think this time there's a lot of focus on trying to bottle this back and to fight back on this front. And we are doing everything possible as well to be able to provide any technological aid 
to any possible organization in no time, literally takes. And I, I can, there's one thing that I'm pretty proud of, proud of, proud of is, is that it takes us, I guess, like five minutes to match somebody uh, with an organization, literally like five minutes. We're, you know, taking the phone up, we're doing the match, we're doing the, the making sure that the, the connection is right. We're making sure that they know how to uh, um, support each other and let's go. And we can do that over and over and over and over again on scale, which is pretty amazing. How, how did you, how do you, how do you explain getting so many people not only involved with their own personal, um, their personal passions and their personal abilities, but you've also mentioned that you within 10 days, you grew this from having two or three managers to having 30 managers. So how do you, how do you even fathom, you know, what happened here from an organizational perspective or, or an operations perspective? You know, how, how did you manage through that and, and what were sort of the incentives here? The, you, I mean, you want to protect your own land. That's pretty much the, uh, the incentive right now. There is no, there's no, it's not like a business thing. Um, you know, we have 30, we have a core of 10 managers and then other managers who are helping us with like, uh, um, you know, other processes. Um, they just really want to be a part. I'm getting messages. So my WhatsApp crashed three days ago. Um, two years of data uh, just deleted because my WhatsApp was pretty much bombarded with any possible message you can think about with people who want to volunteer and people who need volunteers. Um, and, and you can just see it. Every message says, I'm willing to do whatever you need 24-7 to help you guys. I do X, Y, and Z. I'm a tech guy. I'm an operations guy. I'm an HR guy. I'm whatever. I'm here to do that because everybody feel like this is this is one of the most important wars in 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 Israel's history. Um, and no other country in the world. It's not even surrounded. You know, our enemies within us. There's there's absolutely no land on planet Earth that has this, and and everybody feels that it's time to it's time to fight back. It's it's literally there's no better time to do that. Were you personally always this passionate about this? Uh, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, every Israeli is is passionate about this. You're passionate about this. We're all going to the military. We're all going to. We're all protecting Israel twenty four seven when there is no war as well. When we're talking to people and people are criticizing us, we know how to protect ourselves. It just you know the urge is big. There is war outside. I hear bombings all the time. Tel Aviv is feeling this very, very hard, not as hard as the South, of course, you know, I'm coming from Ashkelon. Um, I was born and raised there. So it, for me, there is no question. You just do that. Um, and I mean, there, I don't, I don't think I, I was passionate about this, but I, I just, I feel like I have to, this is, this is it. What was the most inspiring moment for you? Looking back for a second in those 10 days, you know, you've been, I know you've been 24 seven crazed and working around the clock to get this to to get this to um, heights that I don't think anybody could ever imagine. Um, uh, what if you look back? What was one or two really sort of inspiring moments where you sat back and said, "Whoa, okay, this is this is cool. This is this is incredible." I think every every message. We're sending in, you know, in our what's so-called newsletter, our WhatsApp announcement group, and every every call we're making is is inspiring. You hear people, no matter how old they are, where they are, what they do, 
they're willing to stop whatever they're doing right now and to volunteer on an extreme scale, on an extreme scale. Like no matter what they need to do, they're willing to do that. And that's extremely inspiring. That it's in, extremely inspiring. And that's why, I, why I'm doing this every day. It's everything, you know, it's helping the police. It's helping the, uh, the formal authorities. It's, you know, there are many, many projects I can't, I just can't, you know, share, but it's, it's helping. It's just making sure you have a very trusted source of an extremely large group of people who are willing to do whatever they need to do to protect the country. Um, and, and that these people, even though they're sitting at home and they're not whatever on duty, they're stopping everything and they're focusing on this and they don't stop until they, they make it. Um, I, I think the most, by the way, maybe my personal most inspiring moment was I didn't know, I, it was extremely hard for me at the beginning, and even now, uh, it's extremely hard to track who's working on, on what, because people are changing all the time, changes are changing all the time, uh, needs are changing, sorry, all the time. Uh, yeah. um, everything is pretty much very dynamic. And then what I realized is one, one of the projects that I wanted to connect, I started calling like you know very close friends of mine, uh, uh, engineers, and some of them, a lot of them said, I'm already on another project. And in this group, and I was like, okay, the impact is huge because they're already working on something else. It was pretty fast. We found somebody to do the, the project that I was looking the people for, but it was amazing to see that all of my friends are volunteering within this initiative. And my brother uh, uh, joined, he's in North Carolina right now. He's not in, in he's, he lives in Europe, but he's not in Europe right now. He's extremely, uh, you know, careful about Israel and he stopped all of his work and, and joined volunteering and helping me manage this group. It's just, it just, I can't explain it's, there's no words to explain how amazing is it this to see, you know, so many people want to be part of something so big. It's, um, I've, I've been getting, um, so inspired by this. Um, and I had, a, I had the privilege of, of seeing it from, from just the start and I, and I saw the explosive growth. And what inspired me most was just watching how effortlessly this grew from 20 to 50 to a thousand to now 1500. And now the, now another merge. And, and I saw how effortlessly that was. And I think that's the beautiful part in it for me. That is the essence of what happened here. That's the depiction of how, how Israel's best and brightest with different disciplines. This is not just engineers. This is not just product managers. You've invited people from all walks of life with all different disciplines. If you look at the group description, I remember on the third day, you started listing the different types of people that we have uh, in the group that can support. And you see anything from QA to, com to AI computer vision research to graphic design to, and, and it's just awesome. Look, it really have, is awesome. We have calls from like you know, Technion PhD groups who are looking to, to volunteer. Some of the brightest minds in this country are part of this. And this is super inspiring. I just, I, I really want to say as well, if you have friends in the uh, United States who are connected to somebody in Israel, who's in need for any technological support, anything, uh, we're here to do that. I'm, I'll add the link. They can just sign up. We'll make sure that we reach out. Uh, um, we're trying to be very, very, very clear about what kind of projects we promote and what, what kind of projects we don't promote because some projects are also filtered out. Um, 
but we do everything possible to match in a super fast way um, uh, with people uh, uh, who want to help. And, and I think this is amazing. And I want to say, because I know they will be listening to all of my friends' managers uh, who are part of this. So David, Orit, uh, Peleg, Ben, Omri, everybody else. I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure I forgot uh, some of the names, but just you guys are rock. I, I love you. Thank you so much for taking part. Thank you so much for jumping on calls all the time, pretty much 24-7. Thank you so much for taking this so seriously. I appreciate it so much. It's There's absolutely no way to describe the amount of gratefulness I have for these people. This is amazing. I love it. The gratitude is just shining through here, and I think that's part of the magic of what, what you created and, and who you are personally. Mickey, love you, brother. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for inspiring me. Mm-hmm.